Oh, boys, welcome back. Episode 2.16 already. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Week 9? 10? 9? What week is it? Week 9 has already begun. Yes. Confirmed. Consulted the spreadsheet. Week 9 has already begun. We are cruising. The Lions have hit their bye week. Where has the time gone? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Got a crazy slate of college football this weekend. Notre Dame heads into the fake Death Valley, takes on the Clemson fake Tigers. LSU goes to Tuscaloosa, take on those jabronis in Bama. CMU already won, so the Fire Up Irish Tigers parlay already has its first leg. And it was an upset win. Even better. Let's go. Let's go. Cook it. And then we got no Lions on Sunday. It's going to be a stress-free Sunday aside from fantasy. So enjoy that while it lasts because Lions are going to the playoffs. And those are going to be some stressful-ass games. Yes, games, plural. I said it. Heard it here first. What are we doing today? We're covering all three leagues. We're going to start with the guillotine league, how we always do. I got something different for the league aside from linchpins. I have kind of gotten tired of recycling the same things for linchpins over and over again. So I'm doing power rankings. I'll get more into the details in the guillotine segment. Um, Hopefully you enjoy it. There's a lot of opinion to it, and it was extremely difficult power ranking teams in an eight-team league when every team is stacked. So if you get pissed off, just relax. It's fine. It's going to be fine. We'll do liability of the year update. I'll do survey results. I'll kill Eric. Eric will not be on. He's unable to join due to being a dad. We can forgive him for that. I do have a message from Eric, though. So after my poem, I forgot this. After my poem, do not immediately skip ahead or turn it off, whatever. Hang out for a second. There's going to be a pause, and then I will read Eric's message. Um... Auction and Keeper League, we'll review last week and break down matchups and pick winners. But yeah, again, if you're in the guillotine league, don't hang up right after the poem. All right, let's get into this. Let's get going on the guillotine. Eurodancer, take us away. Teeners. We got uh, something a little different for you today. So uh, I'm not going to have linchpins. We're going to do something a little different. We're a little bit past the halfway point of the fantasy football regular season. So I put together some power rankings. Now, obviously, this league's very unique um, with it being a guillotine league. Um, everything's auctioned off as far as free agents go. So I'm going to factor that in. It's kind of a power rankings, um, kind of moving forward here. So um, I guess before I get more into that. So we'll do power rankings that I came up with, liability of the year update, uh, survey results. We'll recap what led to Eric's death. Eric is unable to join us. Uh, Too busy being a dad. We can understand that. I've got a message from Eric that I'll read off since he can't be on. He did take the time to type out a message for me to relay to the group so i'll do that and then of course we'll kill eric off with a poem 
Before we get too deep, we have another one-week execution period starting in just a few minutes. I've got Amazon Prime pregame uh, for Titans Steelers on one TV and Red Wings on the other. So it's going to be a good Thursday night. All right, let's get into these power rankings. So as I started getting into, so my starting point for these was I was looking at everybody's fab that they had remaining, ranked them all from there. Um, I'll read off kind of the, the standings for fab only here in a minute. But then what I also did is I went through everybody's roster, and I personally ranked everybody's roster moving forward. Um, I looked at IRs. I looked at benches. I, I tried to look at everything without getting – too time consuming with it 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 did take more time than I thought but um, then I averaged them out how much fab you got left where do you rank there and how strong do I think your roster is so uh, gave you a rank on both of those aspects and then it spit out an average for me and I ranked using that average of the ranking so without further ado let's look at fab only our front runner who has not even spent $200 is Ben. He has a $803 remaining. He's the clear-cut number one because in second place is Jimmy, who has almost $200 less, about $150 less than Ben. $662 remaining for Jimmy. Then there's another jump to Nick in third at $594. Less of a jump, but a decent jump there. Nick's in third with $594 remaining. Then we've got Rick, $329 remaining. He's in fourth. Then Brendan, $300 remaining, kind of right at Rick's heels. The Brendan's in fifth. Sixth place is Matt, $259 remaining. Joe is in seventh with $195. And Tommy is in last. That's eighth place. Yes, there's only eight teams remaining with $112 Tommy has. So, yeah, when we get to this power, like the, the roster ranking section, it's a hell of a time trying to say anybody had weak spots at any positions because it's only – an eight-person league, so all these teams are frigging stacked. So I'm sure people will hate how I ranked them. Uh, it it was difficult. So go ahead and record your own pod if you want with your own rankings. My team's pretty easy because I'm dead. So um, there, I'll save you some time. But yeah, I again, without getting too time-consuming, I did the best I could with trying to poke holes in people's rosters and splitting hairs. So let's get into this. So I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up. And in eighth place, in last, as far as total power rankings go, taking fab into consideration, taking roster rank into consideration, last place, I've got Matt, the sixth-ranked team with fab. I have him as the seventh-ranked roster. So he's not in last, but he doesn't have much money either. So his total rank is a 6.5. For this, you want the the lowest number possible. Matt's at a 6.5. To break down his roster... Quickly here, he's got A-Chan on IR. If he can survive until A-Chan gets back, even better for Matt. He'll probably skyrocket up the rankings in my eyes and become much stronger. But his running backs are already so strong. He's got great running backs. Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Jameer Gibbs, and some others on there that aren't as strong. He's got decent wide receivers. Personally, I think Matt needs to move a running back or two to improve his wide receiver room. He's got Chris Godwin, Jalen Waddle, Tyler Lockett. Those are good wide receivers. Far from great, though, in an eight-man league. He's got an, an elite quarterback in Mahomes. 
But I have to ask myself, Matt, where did this money go? Only $259 remaining. A very weak wide receiver room but for an eight-man league. The running backs are stacked. I get it. Um, I, I don't know. I would make some moves there. So that, to me, is what I don't like about Matt's team. Let's move on, though, to seventh place. My seventh place team is the eighth place team in FAB. It's Tommy, who has $112 remaining. And to me, Tommy has the fourth best roster. His score that spit out was a 6. Again, Matt was at a 6.5. Tommy's at a 6, so he's half a point better than Matt based on this ranking. Tommy has an elite quarterback in Jalen Hurts. He's got great running backs, starters anyway, with Brees Hall and Isaiah Pacheco. His wide receivers are very okay with potential to have their best ahead of him. Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, who I'm hammering uh, right at at kickoff. They're running on the field now. Um, I think Deontay Johnson's in for a big rest of the season. I think he's in for a big Thursday night, which probably means it won't happen. Um, then Devontae Smith as well. I think he's got his best yet to come this season as well. He's got Komet and Kittle at tight end, which is a solid duo. But then we get into Tommy's IR. Justin Jefferson, David Montgomery, James Conner, all on IR. Tommy gets a huge boost if he can survive until these guys return. Very similar to Matt. If he can survive until these guys start coming back, Montgomery might even be this uh, next week after the bye week. I would actually expect him to be back after that. Jefferson might have some more time. But Tom needs to hang on. He's only going to get stronger. But right now, he's pretty vulnerable to a death this week or next if those guys don't start coming back quickly. Sixth place. I've got Joe. He's seventh in fab with $195 only remaining. And I have Joe as the third best roster. But the lack of money is a killer. I'm not feeling that one. Not feeling that one either. Not feeling that one either. All right, let's go Gloria. Why not? So Joe, back to Joe. So Joe's total score is a five. Splitting the difference between seventh ranked fab and third ranked roster. Let's break down his roster. He has an elite quarterback option as well. I think I've said that about each three of the bottom teams. You better have yourself a quarterback in an eight-man league. Um, and, and Joe does with Josh Allen. He's got Eckler, who is an, another elite option at the running back position, especially with his schedule rest of season. And he's got Mostert, running back three so far on the season. Personally, I think that's going to flame out a little bit. But I'm a little bit of a Dolphins backfield hater. So... Kind of need to take that in consideration, too. I might I might just be hating a little too much. He's got Triple D at wide receiver with DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and DK Metcalf. Um, with name recognition, these guys kick ass. But am I crazy to say this might be a weak spot? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, yes, he blew up last week. I think it was a little fluky. That's the only thing he's done all season. We'll see soon if he can repeat that performance or come close to it. Devontae Adams, what the hell are the Raiders even doing? Firing coaches, coordinators, and GMs. Uh, And now Devontae has a rookie quarterback throwing the ball. That's a little scary. DK has had a kind of a weird season. So, um, again, these three names, great names. I don't know if I love the wide receiver room, though. Joe does, though, have Kelsey. At tight end, Kyron Williams on IR will be a monster when he returns. So, yes, I think the elite quarterback, at least one elite running back. Statistically, he's got two elite running backs. Wide receivers, he got great names, but guys I don't love. 
um, and, and an, the tight end. So I, I think Joe's roster is fantastic. You can see where he spent his money, but he's got very little left, so he needs to be very careful from here on out. I spent a lot of time on Joe there. Next up, fifth place, Rick. He's fourth in Fab with $329 remaining and sixth, in my opinion, with strength of roster. That gives him a total score of five. And he and he's in fifth. How about that? What a correlation. He's got Burrow, who I think might be about to explode. He's very shaky, though, at running back. Rashad White and James Cook with Aaron Jones and Ramondre on the bench. Very, very questionable. Not a fan of that running back room at all. I think he needs to pick up the phone and call Matt, and I think these two can probably hammer out a deal relatively easy. The Lorenz and Orico families have done business before. I think it could work out. Uh, where else, what else with Rick? Oh, his wide receivers are excellent. Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, Zay Flowers, Cortland Sutton, Puka Nakua. Uh, solid wide receiver room. He could afford to give one of those up to get a little more comfortable comfortable at running back for sure. He's got Taysom Hill at tight end, though, which is gross. But uh, I hate how effective it can be at, t- at times, but I just hate to see it. Uh, but really, I just hate Rick's running back room. When I was going through these, Rick was one of the first teams I went through, and he, I think I had him like, he was like my fourth team I went through. I gave him like team two at first. And then I kept bumping them down, bumping them down, bumping them down as I looked at other teams. And uh, it, it's the, the running back room that I just can't get past. In fourth place is the first place team in regards to Fab. It's Ben, who has $803 remaining in Fab. But with all that money remaining, it should be no surprise. I think he's got the eighth best roster out of eight. So his total score is a four and a half, a 4.5. Uh, he's got Justin Herbert at quarterback, though. Great rest of season schedule. Great fantasy asset to have. At running back, he's got Kareem Hunt and Bijan, which is a great tandem, but Ben has no, and I mean no, useful depth at running back. At wide receiver, he's got potential MVP candidate Tyreek Hill. He's got Drake London. He's got Hollywood Brown, who now has... Who now has a rookie quarterback, if or until Kyler Murray comes back. So that's a little scary. But it's a pretty strong wide receiver core. But again, not much depth. Again, he hasn't spent much money, so it's understandable to see why. He's got Hawkinson, who's a great tight end. Again, another late-round rookie quarterback. Throwing him the ball now, but maybe that rookie quarterback uh, treats that tight end position like a security blanket. We will see. I hope so, as a Hawkinson owner and a couple other leagues, but... You can see that Ben hasn't spent money, obviously. He's risking it every week, but he keeps surviving. Eh, not the vibe. Not the vibe. Not the vibe. There we go. Why not? Um, so, yeah, Ben, if he survives again, he's got to start spending some coin. He's got a commanding lead in first place over second place in Fab. Spend a little bit of money, Ben. Uh, I think you're going to kick yourself if you trip up in these next couple of weeks with $800 plus in your pocket. Next up, his brother in third place, Nick. He's the third place team in Fab with 594 and the fifth best roster, in my opinion. Total score of four for Nick. Tua is great at quarterback, but a very difficult schedule remaining rest of season. His running backs are Saquon and ETN. Awesome duo. He also has Javante Williams, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker. 
who are solid backup options to have, especially with bye week season two. It's good to have those guys. The wide receivers, he's got Amon Ra, he's got Thielen, Ayuk, DJ Moore, Jacoby Myers. They're all good. I wouldn't call them great. I know Amon Ra. I think Amon Ra is a little banged up. I uh, Oh, there's Deontay Johnson. I see you, buddy. Uh, I think the bye week is going to be much appreciated by Amon Ra in many of our Lions. So let's hope so. Uh, tight end. Laporta is on bye, so it's Logan Thomas for him this week, which is a little scary. Uh, Nick's got a very good roster for an eight-man league. Not great. He's on. The, uh, he's in the second half of the rankings for strength of roster, but he's got definitely some bright spots. Tua, though, has been fantastic, but he's a little bit scary moving forward. Second place, Brendan. The fifth-ranked team in FAB with only $300 remaining. I have him as the second-best roster. Total score for Brendan. Deontay again. Let's go, Deontay. Uh, total score for Brendan, 3.5. This mother lover has CMC and Kamara. He's got Jamar. He's got Alave. He's got Rashi. He's got Addison at his skill positions. That is a fantastic core for flex, for skill position, whatever you want to call it. He's got Dak, which people love to rip on, but Dak has the easiest quarterback schedule rest of season statistically with the matchups that he's got. Moral of the story, don't let this team get hot. Is that my boy Najee? Oh, end zone. Let's go, Najee. Needed it. Good thing I sat him in uh, HFFL. That's fun. That's fun for me. Um... Oh, I started moving my work with though. All right, we're good. We're, we're good. We'll take it. Um, okay, don't let this team get hot for Brendan. He's got a very tough test, though, this week with CMC out. He has to rely on Miles Sanders, which is terrifying because he got two carries last week. And uh, to say he's not a one-for-one -one substitute for CMC would be a disgusting understatement. So, Brendan, survived this week, and I love your situation moving forward. The only... Situation I love more moving forward is first place. <coughs> Excuse me. It's Jimmy. He's got the second most fab remaining, $662 to be exact. And I think he's got the number one roster. Total score for Jimmy is a 1.5. He's got Lamar and Fields, an awesome tandem at quarterback. Fields should be coming back healthy here shortly. His running backs are Josh Jacobs and DeAndre Swift, two very high-volume guys. Jimmy doesn't really have any uh, any decent depth, though. Uh, but with that, with all that money he's got remaining, he can fix that. At wide receiver, he's got CD. He's got Diggs. He's got Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, George Pickens. Probably, probably the best wide receiver wide receiver group in the league. Maybe. Rick might be number one, but I think I give the slight edge to Jimmy. Um, just to remind you, Rick has Cups, AJ Brown, Michael Pittman, Zay Flowers, Clinton, Sutton, Puka. Um, it's, it's close. I, I think I give it to Jimmy, though. And then Jimmy's got Mandrews at tight end. This team is playing for keeps. Awesome roster. Awesome amount of funds remaining. Yeah, Jimmy to me. Number one team. The number one outlook moving forward. So, to recap, my total overall stand, actually, let's do it this way. So, team rank only, eighth place, Ben, Matt, seven, Rick, six, 
Nick in fifth, Tommy in fourth, Joe in third, Brendan in second, Jimmy in first. Money only, what I covered earlier for Fab. Tommy's in last with 112, Joe in seventh with 195, Matt in sixth with 259, Brendan in fifth with 300, Rick in fourth with 329, Nick in third with 594, Jimmy in second with 662, and Ben in first with 803. Everything all piled up, what I just read through in detail. Uh, the, the total rank, at evening out, the FAB rank and the roster rank. Matt's in eighth, Tommy in seventh, Joe in sixth, Rick in fifth, Ben in fourth, Nick in third, Brendan in second, Jimmy in first. That's how the commission sees it. Sorry or you're welcome, depending on where you fall in those rankings. If you don't like it, you want to do your own, go ahead. Record your own pod. Love to hear what you have to say. All right, let's go into liability of the year. And we have an exciting development. Actually, many exciting developments. We now have 12 players tied for first place in liability of the year in the running for that illustrious award. We have four newcomers. Amari Cooper, who has had two executions in these past two weeks. We have David Montgomery, new to the two club as well. And we have Evan Ingram, new to the two club, as well as Jackson Smith and Jigba, new to the two club. The other names in the two club, A.J. Dillon, Anthony Richardson, Brees Hall, Calvin Ridley, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Jamal Williams, Jonathan Taylor. We also have 78 players cut once. I am not going to read those off. <sighs> Sorry, needed a little water. Sober November for your boy here. Tough times, tough times. Okay, uh, let's go on to the survey results now. Then we'll kill Eric, do the poem and all that. So, survey results. First and foremost, thank you to everyone except Eric and except Mark. Eric has an excuse. Mark does not. Mark, this is getting very old. You said you would participate, and you are a liar. Question one, though. Who had the worst free agent pickup? And this is an absolute runaway. Joe, your Devontae Adams pickup for $72 is absolutely getting shitting on. Nine votes out of 12 for Devontae Adams. Only three other teams or three other pickups received votes, and they all received just one vote. Those are Tommy's Justin Jefferson pickup for 115, Tommy's Breeze Hall pickup of 80, and Ricky's Evan Ingram pickup of. Is that just nine? That's just nine. Oh, I saw the nine. I was like, is that 90 something? No, just nine. Okay. Hard to hate on that pick. Okay. Joe runs away with it. Question number two. Who had the best free agent pickup? And this is another runway. Nick, your Travis ETN pickup for 133 received seven of 12 votes. That is a commanding win. Five votes and five pickups came in second, all with one vote. All tied with one vote. Tommy, Just, Justin Jefferson for rowing 15. Tommy's Breeze Hall pickup of, uh, for 80. Joe's Devontae Adams pickup for 72. Brendan's Dak Prescott pickup for 10. And Ricky's Evan Ingram pickup for 9. 
Question number three, who is the most in danger, a.k.a. most likely to die this execution period? Woo! Ben. Might, uh, might be kicking yourself for not picking up a couple of players because you received half of the vote, six of 12 votes for Tough Muff Ben Jugan. He is the pick to go down after this week. Again, all other votes all other votes only received one vote. Jimmy, Nick, Matt, Rick, uh, Tommy, brother Tommy, obviously, cousin Tommy's dead, and Brendan. They all received one vote. Who is the sa- <coughs> safest? Woo! <coughs> We're struggling over here. Who is the safest from the guillotine this execution period? Jimmy receives four of 12 votes. Right behind him, though, is Nick with three votes. With two votes apiece is Joe and Brendan, and Tommy receives one. Let's get into the good stuff. Question five, fuck, Mary kill. Halloween candy version. Snickers, Kit Kat, Reese's. Who you fucking? And Reese's. Reese's is the side piece. We are doing dirty things to Reese's, but we are not tying that thing up long term. Kit Kat received, I'm sorry, Reese's received 8 of 12 votes. Kit Kat received 3 votes. Snickers received 1. Question 6, fuck, marry, kill, Halloween candy version. Snickers, Kit Kat, Reese's, who do you marry? Yep, this is Snickers. It's just the best. That's the one you're... You're going to commit to for forever. Absolutely. Snickers received 7 of 12 votes. Reese's in second with 4. Kit Kat with 1. I'm going to guess Brendan voted for Kit Kat because I know Brendan loves him some Kit Kats. Question question 7. Who are you killing? Kit Kat got 8 of the 12 votes. Snickers, 4 votes. Reese's, 0. So to recap, we are fucking as a league Reese's. We are marrying Snickers and killing Kit Kats. It's kind of hard-hitting content you tune in for, let me tell you. All right, who are you? Last question. Again, thank you to everyone but Eric and Matt uh, for participating. That's it for our surveys. Let's kill Eric. What went wrong for Eric? Let's break this thing down. So, this was a one-week execution period. Uh, There were no cushions. There was, you know, do or do not. And Eric did not quite do enough. He finished his week with 118.18 points. Last, obviously, of the team still alive. Not too far away from the next closest guy, Nick was second to last. He finished with only 133. So it was only about a 15-point margin of victory or death, however you want to view it. And then just three points ahead of Nick was Matt. And then just three points ahead of Matt was Rick. And then two points ahead of Rick was Joe. Five points ahead of Joe was Jimmy. Five points ahead of Jimmy was Ben. Brennan was two points better. Tommy, one point better. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, it was very, very condensed. So where, where did we end up? So brother Tommy was at 154. Eric was at 118. So it was only 40 points that separated first place from eighth place. Very, very condensed. 
I hope we had a lot of tight booty holes. I hope we had a lot of beads of sweat dripping down the brows. That's why we do it. That is why we play the guillotine. I'll quickly break down Eric's team, uh, what happened last week. I pretty much covered it in my poem, but uh, uh -oh, here we go. I got to go back a week. But basically what happened, I mean, it was a very clear down week, 118 points in an eight-man league. It's just not going to get it cut. He had Lamar only with 12 points in what should have been a cake matchup at Arizona. I, I said in my linchpins, I don't know if Lamar's going to have a big day, but I, I thought it for the opposite reason. I thought the Ravens might get up big early, and Lamar might get pulled. They might just run the ball with an actual running back and not have Lamar scramble. Um, that was not the case. The, the Ravens had to battle against the Cardinals. They may have blown their whole load against the Lions, but they did, they did get a victory in the desert, but bad day for Lamar. His running backs, Brees Hall and Travis Etienne, combined for over 40, so that was not the problem. The wide receivers, though, Devontae Adams, 1.6, DJ Moore, 7.5, Kendrick Bourne, 11. It's a bad day when Kendrick Bourne is your best wide receiver, especially when you have names like DJ Moore and Devontae Adams. That's a recipe for losing your head for sure. His tight end was very good as far as tight ends go. Evan Ingram with 10, almost 11. The double tight end, though. So he had an Ingram in his tight end spot, and he had Goddard in his flex. Just don't do it. I know there's bye weeks. I know there's injuries. It's just unless you have two of three of – or maybe even three of four of, like, Kelsey, Mandrews, Hawkinson, the Laporta, dare I say, you just don't. I think that that would definitely – played a major role in Eric being dead today. He had Amari Cooper at 11. It, you know, it's not going to undo any of the damage to other positions. His kicker got eight. His defense got six. 49ers. Uh, the Bengals are back. The, the, the Bengals had a massive win in San Francisco. And the defense did not shine for the 49ers. Uh, on his bench was John Dawson with 20. Uh, that that would have saved him if he plugged him in. I mean, you're never going to do this. You plug him in over Devontae Adams and DJ Moore, uh, that, that gets it done. But you know what? If you played Jahan instead of Goddard in the flex, Eric, you'd still be alive today. That's going to hurt. Sorry. Had to be said. All right. Why we're all here. Let's do this poem. Sorry, Eminem. Got to fade you out. <coughs> Let's do this thing. The sad day is here for our beloved Eric. It's time to spill his blood. That makes all of us feel sick. With deaths like these in your side, there's more than one thorn. Looking up and down your roster, oh my God, that's Jason, I mean Kendrick, born. Mistakes were certainly made, like starting double tight end. And now you're here, falling just short of week 10. For more reasons of death, absolutely, you can blame the Ravens' Lamar. Both T-Swift, as did the commish with his linchpin worn, he'd be the reason for the teardrops on your guitar. Good but not great is the analysis on kicker McPherson. So many single-digit performances, and in you, it strikes fear, son. Your running backs did their part. A nice 24 from ETN. 
but it wasn't quite enough. So this is where your season ends. RB number two. Another nice day from Brees Hall. But now you're about to die. And man, that sucks major balls. Speaking of balls, you die early again. With balls assuredly blue. I'll give you one last chance, E, to yell. Pussy crew. The time is now to become one of the dead. I thought you could make a run, but now I call for your head instead. Come take a kneel in front of the guillotine. It'll be over so quick, you won't even scream. Smoke them if you got them. We'll all have one giant stogie for today laying to rest the league's favorite in Grody. Guillotine, don't pause or skip yet. Upon further review, I fucked up. Uh, Eric sent me his message that he wants me to relay to the league since he can't be on himself. So I will read that now, and then the guillotine segment will be done. So, from Eric, from the desk of Eric, in general, I felt my team was just trying to stay afloat each week, or at least that's how it felt. I have huge regrets of picking up a dead Devontae Adams. He didn't do dick. Respectfully, fuck Adams and fuck the Raiders. They should fire more people. Also, plugging in Jahan in the flex would have been nice. Just got unlucky there. Having two of my big point contributors on IR was a bitch too. Eric, I can't disagree with anything you said, but thank you for... Uh, well, I don't know the words. Thank you for giving me the message to relate to the, to the league, even though you couldn't be on. So better luck next year, buddy. All right. Guillotine segment complete. The price is wrong, bitch. What's going on auction leaguers? Pretty standard week coming at you. We're going to recap last week first, then we'll break down some matchups, pick some winners. Let's get right into it. Week 8, we're going to talk about last week. We are into week 9, last single-digit week of the year. These are crazy, crazy times as we are already in November. Last week, high score on the week goes to Matt with a nice score of 190.48. I have to call out, just seven points behind him is Brett. Just one week removed from his first week, or his first win of the season in week seven with a high score of that week of 180. And Brett is not going away. He's got Joe Burrow getting healthy. He follows it up with a 183-point week. Seven points off uh, pace from the best score of the week, Matt's at 190. Very impressive, Brett. I see you. Can't throw in the towel yet, man. Low score on the week is Tommy, 124.23 points. Going back to our high scores of the week, neither uh, Matt and or Brett score are not high enough to get into our top 10 list of all time. Total as a league in week eight, we scored 1,556.14 points, which was the highest scoring week so far on the season. In second place, week two and three were very close, but week two, 
barely edges out week three, 1,509 that week. So we outscored that week significantly by almost 50 points. Big week for the Price is Wrong, bitch. All right, let's turn the page. On to week nine. Week nine's already kicked off. Time of recording is 2.45 p.m. Friday afternoon. Got a little lull in the uh, work schedule right now, so might as well record a pod. First matchup, we got myself, Money Laundering versus Hurts So Good. That is Matt. Uh, and I already had Derrick Henry and Deontay Johnson play last night. I have that luxury uh, now that uh, those games have already played. That should provide me some nice clarity for picking winners here. So those two players, King Henry and Deontay Johnson, uh, accounted for a total of 36.20 points. Nice little lead I have there in front of Matt. The current spread now is a 26-point spread with me being favored. Um, that seems hefty. Let's let's break it down. At quarterback, I've got Tua and Derek Carr versus Matt's guys of Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. Pretty good quarterback matchup here. Every quarterback, or three of the four quarterbacks in this matchup, Tua, Jalen, and Justin Herbert, all have red defenses. Tua plays Kansas City in Germany. I'm not sure what to make of that. Jalen plays Dallas. Justin Herbert plays the Jets. Three pretty terrible quarterback matchups. The fourth guy is my guy, Derek Carr, who does have a green matchup hosting Chicago. New Orleans is this week. So I got a nice little matchup there. I think the quarterback matchup is fairly even. Matt's guys are better, but tougher matchups. So I think it's fairly close there. At running back, I give myself the nod because King Henry already has 17, almost 18 points for me. I also have Josh, have Josh Jacobs, who is a volume king. If he gets in the end zone, it's a great week. If he doesn't, it's probably still a good week. Raheem Mostert, though, for Matt, <laughs> disgustingly enough, is running back three on the year. Um, I am a hater of Miami Dolphins backfield uh, running backs, so um, I, it just disgusts me. But he also has Joe Mixon who may be heating up, as are the Bengals overall. He gets to play at uh, at home against Buffalo this week. This is another close one. I'll give I'll give Matt a slight edge here because Mostert is better than I'd like to give him credit for. Mixon's very good as well. I think there's more upside here than what Josh Jacobs can provide. I'm very happy to have 17 already from King Henry. But Matt might also be happy that King Henry only put up 17. Now that there has been snow in Vermont this year, it is Derrick Henry season. So 17, it could have been a lot worse. Wide receiver, this is far and away me. I've already had Deontay Johnson play. He got 18 and a half. I have Cooper Cup and Jalen Waddle still to play. Matt has tanked out Elijah Moore, Jahan Dotson. If Jahan Dotson can do what he did last week, Matt's got a chance here. But I still like my chances a lot in the wide receiver matchup. Tight end, I've got Trey McBride. He's got Dalton Kincaid. A uh, couple of first and second year tight ends here. I think Kincaid's probably a little bit better. McBride's matchup at Cleveland is a terrible matchup, but the dude had like 10 catches last week. 10 catches, 14 targets, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, Trey, T. McBee, Trey McBride, the guy with two moms. He's a good little player. He's, he's going to burst on the scene here, but Cleveland's a brutal matchup, so I'll give a slight edge there to Kincaid for Matt. Flex, this is close. I'll give a slight edge there to Matt as well uh, with Jerome Ford over my Zay Flowers play. Zay Flowers cooled right down, but hopefully this matchup at Seattle can be a get-right game for him. So 
Overall, I will pick myself to win. I don't think I cover this 26-point spread, though. Matt to cover. Money laundering to win. She. Matchup number two, we have Fabulous Rick versus Team Nicotine. That's Cam. Current spread is just four points in favor of Rick. Neither team has had a player play yet. And this quarterback matchup is vomit-inducing. Rick has Aiden O'Connell and Mac Jones versus and Cam has Deshaun Watson. And I don't even know this guy's first name. I got to look it up. Jaron Hall from Minnesota. Yikes. Horrible quarterback matchup. This is the worst quarterback matchup of the week. I am certain of it, and we're only in the second matchup of the week. I refuse to pick a winner. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> These names are disgusting. I refuse. At running back, let's see, Rick's got Isaiah Pacheco and DeAndre Swift. Cam has Damian Pierce and Saquon Barkley. Pierce may not play due to injury. Uh, I think I saw he might even be doubtful already. And Cam's backups are Delvin Cook, Latavius Murray, and that's it. That empty bench spots, uh, those three empty bench spots are doing you a lot of good right now, Cam. Stay hot, buddy. Yeah, who needs a backup running back, you know? Oh, you do, because your guy might not play. So this is an easy advantage. Rick here with Pacheco and Swift over Pierce and Saquon. Wide receiver, there are some names in this matchup. Rick with possibly the best wide receiver core in the league. Uh... The third spot's a little weak. Jamar, though. Addison, though. Uh, Addison's got that rookie throwing the ball now. I don't know about that. Uh, as well as Nico Collins taking on C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, Gabe Davis. This is actually much closer than I thought. It it might belong to Cam. This is close. Um, yeah, never mind. Putting my foot in my mouth. I'm going to go with Cam because one of Rick's stars, Jordan Addison, his quarterback's got serious questions, and oddly enough, it's Cam's quarterback, Jaron Hall. So, um, yeah, I like that I know a little bit more about Cam's wide receivers, C.D., Olave, and Gabe Davis. I know exactly who's throwing those guys the rock this week. So, advantage there for Cam. Tight end, Rick's got Ferguson, who's nice. And Cam's got Hawkinson, who is also very nice. Man, a lot of Vikings in this matchup because Hawkinson's got the same problem as Addison. Will the rookie quarterback treat the tight end as, as a security blanket? I don't know. Quite possibly uh, he will, but we will see. But I like Ferguson's known quarterback situation, so I'll give the edge there to Rick for Ferguson. Ferguson at flex. Rashid Jaheed is the play for Rick and Marquise Hollywood Brown for Cam. I'm playing the matchups here. I like Shahid at home in a dome against the Bears versus Hollywood at Cleveland against a very good Browns defense. So advantage there pretty handily for Rick. So I've got advantage Rick at flex, at tight end, at running back. No advantage at QB. So Cam I only gave advantage to at wide receiver, and that's it. So, yeah, that's advantage Rick. Uh, and I think Rick covers that four-point spread with ease. Fabulous. Matchup number three, Darkness Retreat. That's Tommy versus Odell Bretham Jr., who is scorching hot. Two wins in a row. Cruising up the rankings. I see you, Brett. I see you, big fella. Uh, each team has already had one player play. Tommy had George Pickens. Oh, no. 0.9. That's it. 
for last night's game. Should have had that touchdown, but forgot that he needed two feet down in bounce for it to count. I, I don't know. What a brain fart or just dumbassery. I don't know. Horrible, though. Horrible, though, for Tommy. Brett's player that played already was DeAndre Hopkins. Nuke had a quiet night after that explosion from two weeks ago now. Um, Nuke only ended up with eight and a half points. So not too much damage done or too much advantage on, on one side or the other here on this matchup. So still anybody's game. Current spread, though, is 27 points in Brett's favor. 111, 138. Woo! Hefty. Let's see why. Quarterback. Tommy's got C.J. Stroud, Baker Mayfield. Could be worse, could be better. Brett, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's just sexy. Um, this is far and away heavy advantage here for Brett. Under running back, Brian Robinson and Tony Pollard for Tommy. Rashad White and Jonathan Taylor for Brett. Woo! Jonathan Taylor's easily the number one running back in this matchup. Brett, I would stop calling me. Annoying. Just because it's work hours, these jabronis think they can call me. So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's definitely running back one in this matchup out of four. I think uh, it's pretty clear, though, Tommy's got two and three, and then Brett's got four with Rashad White. But he could PPR uh, uh, Tommy to death, but we'll see. I will give a slight edge here, though, to Tommy. Wide receiver. Again, they've both had one play already. DeAndre Hopkins got eight and a half for Brett. George Pickens only got .9 for Tommy. Tommy also has Garrett Wilson, Michael Pittman. Brett uh, has Jacoby Myers and Joshua Downs, who I just got an alert. is already banged up. Uh, may not play. So uh, this isn't a great matchup here at wide receiver, but I'm going to go. Man, this is close because Brett already has a little bit of a lead. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Tommy's way here because of the Josh Downs question marks. Jacoby Myers has a rookie now throwing him the ball. So I'm not thrilled to pick Garrett Wilson and Michael Pittman here. But I think I have to. Because Brett's two remaining guys have some serious questions. Tight end, this is easy, Tommy. He's got Mandrews. Brett has David and Njoku, who had a great week last week. 15 points. Eight targets, four receptions. Yeah, that's nice. That's real nice. But yeah, I'm going Tommy. Flex, Tommy's got Chris Godwin. And Brett has Gus Edwards, the Gus bus. This is tough. This is very close. I think I'm going to give a very slight edge to Tommy with Chris Godwin. Especially with his little Baker stack. That'll help him out a little bit there, too. Um, yeah, I'll go Tommy, but it's very close, though. I think Seattle's pretty decent against the run. So I don't know if Gus Edwards is going to do what he's been doing. So, let's see. I picked Tommy at flex, tight end, wide receiver, and running. Oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> Almost everywhere but QB. It's close, though, in a few of those. Um, wow. Yeah, the quarterbacks are just too much for me, though. I think those are all close wins for Tommy in all those positional groups. I struggled with all of them. But quarterback, I think Brett's just going to lay the pipe. With a healthy Mahomes now, he had the flu last week, and Joe Burrow um, in kind of a grudge match at Buffalo. Those are AFC rivals. So, yeah, I'm picking Brett here. I don't know if he covers the 27, that sleeper says, but uh, Brett to win here. 
Yeah, I feel good about that. Matchup number four. We got Jose Deesbo Nuts versus Mark. Team Mo Relius. Current spread is Jose to win by exactly 20. He already has 13 points from the Steelers defense from last night. At quarterback, he's got Lamar and Dak. Great quarterback duo. And Mark's still riding with rookies in Desmond Ritter, who is not playing. Mark, go fix that. That'll help the spread. Desmond Ritter's currently projected zero. Mark, go fix that. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, even if Mark does update that and he does not currently have another quarterback on the roster, Mark, holla at your boy. Well, he has got Will Levis, better you played. Holla at your boy. I got QBs. Let's talk. So, yeah, easy advantage here for Jose because he's got two stud muffins uh, as well with Lamar and Dak. <clears throat> At running back, Jose has Kenneth Walker and what's his name? Amari? Yeah, Amari DiMarcado. Mark has Brees Hall and Alvin Kamara. Ooh, that's a nice little duo. That's Mark there for sure. For sure. Brees and Kamara all day. Wide receiver, Jose has Thielen, DJ Moore, Mike Evans. Mark has Tyreek Hill. Almost said Taysom Hill. Massive difference. Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Puka Nakua. This is Mark as well. Tyreek and Steph Diggs, hard to beat. See what the Rams can do this week if Stafford plays for Puka. Well, we'll see. Tight end, Travis Kelsey. Boom, enough said. Advantage there for Jose. Uh, but Logan Thomas is the play for Tommy. Yeah, not going to get it done against Kelsey. At flex, Keenan Allen for Jose. Michael Thomas, who has been downright useful in fantasy this, uh, this year so far. Uh, Keenan Allen plays against the Jets. Mike T plays at home in the Dome against Chicago. This is close. If it was PPR, you'll Mike Thomas all day. I'm going to call that a push. It's really close. That's a good matchup. So I went, to, not Tommy. We just covered Tommy. I went Jose at flex, tight end, not wide receiver, not running back, but quarterback. Ooh, this is close. Jose's got QB, tight end, and flex. And Mark's got running back, wide receiver. Um, if, if Mark addresses his QB situation, having Desmond Ritter in their projected zero, Mark will win this game. That's my pick. Mark to cover, Mark to win. Mark, come get yourself QB and get this dub. If Mark does not, if Mark's caught sleeping, he's been known to do it before, it's Jose all day, easily, and covers. But Mark, fix that QB situation, get yourself a dub. Final matchup. We got premium assets. That's Singer. Uh-oh, where's my mouse? Versus Team Eric 90. I really got to work on that name, but that's Eric. Current spread is Eric to absolutely penetrate Singer by... 40 points. Singer has already had somebody play. Kenny Pickett only got 12 for him last night. And part of the reason is Singer does not have a kicker in his lineup. Well, he's on bye, Brandon McManus. Ooh, I thought he'd have a more significant position on bye that he hasn't fixed yet for that big of a spread. Singer, get that fixed. Make some changes, my dude. Brutal. 
Quarterback, so Kenny Pickett already played only 12 points, like I said, for Singer. He also has Daniel Jones, who I don't know if he's going to play. So already it's looking good for Eric, and you look, and he's got Josh Allen and Geno Smith. Tough kind of matchup for Geno, but Josh Allen's going to smash because he always smashes. Running back, Singer has Bijan Robinson and Ramondre Stevenson. Eric has James Cook and Austin Eckler. Woo! This is a good running back matchup. Bijan, as long as he gets touches, and Ramondre should have a good game this week against a Washington Commanders D-line that is no more. They all are shipped out of town. James Cook's got Leonard Fournette in town, and they don't use him anyway. But then there's Austin Eckler, who's probably just going to clap cheeks this week against the Jets. I don't think James Cook's going to go away. Fournette might just be a goal line guy. James Cook still might get his usual 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 points, which is fine. I think Eckler might blow the roof off the place. Bijan scares me, as weird as it is to say, with how much of a darling he's been. Man, it's just hard to get past. You can't trust Arthur Smith. It's just scary. And, and then Ramondre, also scary. This is a very close matchup. I give a slight edge, though, to Eric because I'm very high on Eckler rest of the season. <clears throat> Wide receiver. Singer's got DK Metcalf, Drake London, who is out. That's another reason why Singer's projected solo. Drake London's out. Just just got that news a little a couple hours ago. And Devontae Adams. Oh, man, he's scary, too. Singer's got the all-scary team in this. Well, we're past spooky season now, but Singer's out here still celebrating Halloween. Spooky looking at this roster. Eric has A.J. Brown on a tear. Amari Cooper and Terry McLaurin. Man, what version are we getting of Devontae Adams? I, I don't know. I'm looking to see who else Singer has. Ooh, Singer. Does not currently have the replacement wide receiver. Oh, K.J. Osborne gets bumped up from the flex, so he's got to figure out who to plug in his flex now. So his third wide receiver will be K.J. Osborne instead of Drake London. I, I'm going to go Singer. Metcalf has been a little quiet lately. Devontae Adams maybe the quarterback change and the general manager and the coaching change. Treat him well, and he's back. K.J. Osborne shouldn't get zero, even though he's got a rookie throwing him the ball now. Um, and he had a good game last week, too, 13 points. Not bad. So I will give the edge there to Singer. Love A.J. Brown for Eric. A little bit of a drop-off there for Amari Cooper. He's good, though. But Terry McLaurin, a little worrisome, too. I, I think Singer's guys are a little bit better at their best. But, like I said, we'll see what version of them we get. Tight end, Kyle Pitts for Eric. I will give that the edge over Donald Parham uh, for Singer. That's not necessarily a difficult decision. Tyler Lockett in the flex for Eric. And I'm just going to assume... Hmm. Antonio Gibson gets moved up into the flex for Singer. I will go lock it. Eric's direction there. <clears throat> so I picked Eric at flex, at tight end, at running back, and at QB. And that's, I've kind of had enough, I heard enough picking Eric in this one. Singer's got some changes to make. I don't know if he can work that much magic off the waiver wire to change my mind. I think, man, yeah, that spread's 40 points. Eric won't cover the spread because Singer will make adjustments to 
bump that projection up. But yeah, Eric's gonna win. All right, what else? I think that's it. I think that's it for the auction league. Good luck in all your matchups this week, boys. Have a good weekend. Go Irish. Take down those fake tigers with their fake Death Valley. And go Tigers. Take down those damn Tide. Go Tigers. CMU already got the dub for the week. So the Fire Up Irish Tigers parlay is cooking. We got one leg out of three. Let's go. All right, boys, that's it for me. Have a good weekend. What is going on, Keeper League? We got a pretty standard schedule coming at you this week. We're going to recap last week, and we're going to break down some matchups. High score on the week. We had a big week, actually. We had two scores above 200. I will cover the runner-up because he was over 200. We're going to cover him anyway when we get to our top 10 list. Matt, my opponent, put up 201.63 against me and he was beaten by another team sco on a three game winning streak put up 208.22 massive week for those two i put up 177 and got crushed third highest score and i lost how about that if that's not a sign of things to come for playoffs i don't know what it is can't wait for my devastating inevitable loss should be fun Low score on the week went to the defending champ, Eli, who falls to two, four, six. Falls to two and six on the season. It is getting late early for the defending champ. But let's go focus back on the positive. We have two scores to add to our top scoring list of all time with our two scores over 200. Let's, uh, I guess, let's start with Matt. So Matt uh, is our, I guess, now seventh all-time with high scores. His 201.63 that he scored last week is seventh all-time, like I said. Sixth place is my score from week six of last year, 202.59. Then we have Matt again in fifth, 205.53 in week eight of last year. Our other newcomer, Sko, for his first time on the list, his 208.22 from last week is good enough for fourth all-time. Then we have Singer. His score from week eight of last year. Week eight was a big week last year or last year. Singer's 2022 week eight score of 210.71 is good enough for third place. Second place is myself, 210.73 in week six of last year. First place is myself, 231.61 in week one of last year. Woo! The boys were buzzing that week. Let's do that again. Okay, that's it for last week. Let's break down these matchups. First matchup, the Golden Ponies. Actually, the Golden Ponies have a statement. Excuse me, Mo Bamba. 
from the dusk of the Golden Ponies. The Golden Ponies support horses of all kinds, thoroughbreds, Clydesdales, Mustangs, etc. However, we do not support or endorse any actions of one Mr. Connor Stallions. His actions are his and his alone and do not represent the morals of horses and ponies everywhere. It's golden ponies, not maize in blue, stallions. That is all. To get back to this matchup, the golden ponies are out to a 22 to 15.6 lead overall about the Jeffersons. That's Joe. Current spread is about 47 points. Thanks to Deontay Johnson, I played him on a gut feeling last night, and your boy showed out. Hit a nice little four-legger parlay last night, too, that I think turned three bucks into 27 or 29. It was nice. Felt good. Deontay Johnson, anytime touchdown score, Deontay Johnson receptions, Deontay Johnson receiving yards, and then I was trying to find TJ Watt anytime sack, and they didn't offer it because they were scared. Would have been even better. I had to settle for, like, Steelers anytime sack. Like, obviously, that's free money. So threw that on there. Nice little four-leg parlay. Got your boy going. A little fresh bankroll for the weekend. Let's go. Um, so I had Deontay Johnson going. And Joe had a nice game from Najee. Nice little touchdown run there. About a 12-yarder, I want to say. I hope Najee's a thing again. Um, need him in some other leagues. But anyways, let's break down the, uh, the rest of these matchups. So Dak... Versus Derek Carr. Dak for me, Derek Carr for Joe. Two good matchups for two decent quarterbacks in this one. I'll give myself a little bit of an edge because uh, I think Dak's just a little bit better of a player. However, he's playing in Philadelphia, so this could be very close. Very, very slight edge for me. Wide receiver, uh, me. Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, Deontay Johnson already played versus Puka, DK Metcalf, Tank Dell. Yep, me. Running back, Jonathan Taylor and Saquon for me versus Ramondre. And then Najee, who already scored 15, I will go me there as well. Um, as long as JT... Yeah, Zach Moss needs to fucking die. Let, let's just establish that. Zach Moss, you're not cute. Go away. Tight end, I've got Kelsey. He's got Kincaid. That's me. Flex, I have Jamar and A.J. Brown. Joe has T.J. Hawkinson and Alex Madison. Me. So, uh... That's what we call a clean sweep. Joe, I don't think it's your week. I'm sorry. I think you're about to get sacrificed to the fantasy gods this week. I will pick myself, and I will pick myself to cover. Sorry about it. <clears throat> Next matchup, we've got Sko versus me and Mahomes. That's Sko versus Chris Barnes. Quarterback, Sko's got Joe Burrow. Ooh, Sko's got a root for a, an LSU Tiger this week. Even though it's Bama LSU week. Ooh, Sko, you dirty dog. Tiger's going to mollywop that crimson ass. Uh, and then Joe's got Patrick Mahomes. Two amazing quarterbacks. I'm going to pick Burrow here because I don't know what Mahomes is going to do in Germany. I don't see that being ideal for any position uh playing in G germany with jet lag i think the chiefs are even like not even getting there until like now so that's it's friday afternoon right now so i don't think that's ideal so i'm gonna give sco the edge here for quarterback with joe burrow at wide receiver sco's got devonta smith michael thomas jalen waddle did i say joe 
I meant Chris earlier. I don't know. I picked Joe Burrow. Did I? It's Chris Barnes, not Joe Barnes. Where he covered him. My bad. My bad. Chris Barnes has Chris Olave, Mike Evans, Rashi Rice. Love me some Rashi Rice. And this is a close matchup. I'm going to go Chris Barnes here, though. I like Olave, Mike Evans, and Rashi a little bit more than Devontae, Devontae Wadwell and Mike Thomas. Yeah, that's very close, though. But I will give Chris the slightest of edges there at wide receiver. At running backs, goes got DeAndre Swift and Devin Singletary. Oh, bangers only. Chris has Bijan and Eckler, and that is a sexy duo. I love Eckler rest of season. So I'm going Chris Barnes, faux show, at running back. Tight end, brutal matchup. Luke Musgrave and Gerald Everett. I'm, I, ugh, I don't want to pick a winner. I, I, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't even want to be around anymore. That's how I feel about this tight end matchup. You got too much fucking shit on me. Flex. Joshua Palmer for Sko and Adam Thielen. And for Chris, it's Rashad White and Jerome Ford. We got two wide receivers versus two running backs. And in a PPR league, I'm going to take the two wide receivers. So I picked Sko at flex. I didn't pick a winner at tight end. I have Sko at quarterback. They got Chris at wide receiver and running back. I'm going to go Chris here. Current spread is Chris by three. I'll believe the points. I think Chris wins by more than three. That, that should be a close matchup, though. Very close projection. Give me me and my homies. Against the red-hot Sko. Sko is showing out this week, uh, this year. A fresh off a 208-point week. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm hating on Bama week. Eat shit, Sko. Go Tigers. Yeah, I'm picking Chris for sure. Matchup number three, WDP, White Dak Prescott. That's Singer versus Come On Charby, Let's Go Party. That's Eli, defending champ Eli. Quarterback, Singer's got C.J. Stroud. Eli's got Geno Smith. I'm going to take Geno in this one. Even though it's Geno, ooh, across the country in Baltimore. What's C.J. Stroud been doing? How's he been? He came down to earth a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, 14, 14, 15, eh. QB's close. QB's very close. I got a feeling about Geno this week. I'm going to pick Geno in this matchup. And at wide receiver, Singer's got DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Jordan Addison. Eli's got Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin. I love Keenan Allen right now. I would say I love Jordan Addison, but not since Kirk Cousins went though. like him a whole lot less. DJ Moore... I think he's going to have, uh, what's his name? Fucking Bajan Tyson, ba- Tyler Bajan, I don't know. Bagel, Bagel Man, Bajan Man, I don't know. Uh, yep, don't love that. Uh, so I'm going to go Eli's way with Adam, uh, Devontae, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin. Eli already has 19 points from Derrick Henry. He also has Gus Edwards that has yet to play. But Singer has Kamara and Pacheco. I like that one better. 19 points from Derrick Henry. It's a very good start. I think Singer's guys will catch up and then surpass that amount. Tight end, Dalton Schultz for Singer, and then Joku, who had a great game last week for Eli. This is very close. I'm going to give the slight nod here to Njoku because he's hot. He's playing against Arizona, who plays tough, but they're just not that good. At flex, Singer's got Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, 
another uh, two running backs, and then Eli's got two wide receivers, Nico Collins, Rashid Shahid. Ooh, these running backs are better, though, um, than when we saw it last time. Man, stop it. So, man, I'm going to go running backs on this one because I like these running backs. No, I don't. I don't like Pollard at Philly. No, I'm going with Eli because he's got wide receivers in this PPR league in his flex. So, I like that better. Josh Jacobs could prove me wrong. Pollard could prove me wrong. But at Philly, D-line, it's just hard to pick against, you know. So, overall, I want Singer at flex. I want Singer at running back. And that's it. Oh, no, it's not an upset because Derrick Henry got 19. Eli projected to win by three. Man, we just had a three-point spread, didn't we? I think I'm going to lay the points again. I'm going to say Eli lays the points. Eli wins outright and covers. Yep. Matchup number four. We got the Todd father. That's Matt. Versus. Everything hurts. That's Rick. Both teams have had players play already. Rick had New Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins already put up 10.5. George Pickens for Matt. Just 1.9. Then Pittsburgh defense got him 12. Uh, current spread is Matt by 20. However, Rick has Drake London in his lineup right now, who is declared out. I didn't even know he was banged up. That was a shocker. Just got that alert a couple hours ago. Rick's got time to figure that out, but um, that's a blow. That sucks. Quarterback Lamar for Matt versus Jalen for Rick. All-star quarterback matchup here. I'm going to take Jalen. Dallas's defense is awesome, but Jalen's just automatic. Wide receiver, Rick's getting pretty tired of me ripping apart his C.D. Lamb trade. It's really hard not to right now when you see Steph Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Michael Pittman on the other side of this matchup, and Rick's got Jacoby Myers, DeAndre Hopkins, who just played, put up 10.5, and and Jackson Smith and Jigba. This is an easy one for me to go Matt's way. At running back, Matt has Brian Robinson uh, and Kareem Hunt. Rick has James Cook and Joe Mixon. This is pretty close, actually. I think I'm going to give a very, very slight edge to Rick. And at tight end, I'll go Matt's direction again with Goddard. who uh, Cole Komet's been pretty good, actually. But I think Goddard's a little more steady. It's close, though, but I'm going to go Goddard there. Flex, I will take Rick because I think Christian Watson can outscore George Pickens' 1.9 that he already has. Um, oh, yeah, there's a second one. Um, Matt also has Garrett Wilson. Rick's going to need to fill that hole that Drake London left. And I don't know who it's going to be. Pierce Strong Jr., maybe? I I don't know. Rick's got a little dilemma on his hands on who to play. So, I don't know. So, I guess overall, oh, man. I'm still going to go Rick. Rick will figure it out. Someone to get a handful of points. I, I think the 1.9 from Pickens is too much of a hole for Matt to dig himself out of. So I'll go Rick there. So I want Rick at flex. I want Matt at tight end. I want Rick at running back. Matt at wide receiver. Came down quarterback. I want Rick there. Am I really picking Rick here? No. No, I'm not. Because the wide receivers are going to smash for, for Matt. Um, and Jalen Hurts 
I like him better than Lamar this week, but Lamar, it, it, it's going to be close at least, and Lamar could prove me wrong. I'm going Matt here in a close one. I think Rick covers this 20-point spread. I mean, obviously, because he's got Drake London about to give him zero based on projections. So, yeah. Matt wins. Rick covers. Final matchup. <clears throat> Need a little water. Easy breezy. That's Eric versus make my team great again. That's Brendan. Current spread. Nobody has had anybody play yet. Current spread is Eric to win by 15. 127 to 112. At quarterback, this is an easy advantage, Brendan. He's got Josh Allen. Not feeling the queen. Oh, shit. Josh Allen for Brendan uh, versus Jordan Love for Eric. <clears throat> easy decision for Brendan, though. At wide receiver, Eric has Marquise Hollywood Brown, Terry McLaurin, KJ Osborne. Brendan has Amari Cooper, Joshua Downs, who is on the injury report now. A little scary. And Rondale Moore. This is not an exciting wide receiver matchup. Not in the slightest. I think I go Brendan here. Hollywood Brown has a rookie quarterback throwing him. I like Clayton Toon, though. I like that dude a lot coming out of Houston in college. Uh, we'll see, though. Rookie in the NFL, I don't think that goes well for him. Um, Terry McLaurin, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Sam Howell might be doing something. Um, KJ Osborne, uh, same as Hollywood. Yeah, he's got uh, a rookie throwing him the ball now. So that is very far from ideal. So I go Brendan here kind of by default. At running back, Raheem Mostert's been on fire all season, and Eric also has Brees Hall. Brendan has Kenneth Walker and Daryl Henderson. This is an easy Eric here. Eric also has Mark Andrews. Easy decision there. Brendan has Logan Thomas. Yeah, that's Eric for sure. At flex, Tyler Boyd and Kyle Pitts. For Eric, I hate going tight, double tight end. Um, it, it's just not worth it. And then Brendan has Kadarius Tony and Taysom Hill. They both have double tight end. And Eric's is better, as is his other flex player, so I'll go Eric there. So I want Eric at flex, Eric at tight end, Eric at running back, Brendan at wide receiver, Brendan at QB. Ooh. I think this is another close one. I think we're going to have a lot of really close matchups this week. Um, I think Eric wins, though. Unless Josh Allen can absolutely pop, which he can. I don't think he does that much. I think he's got something around 30 points, which is not enough to make up the running back difference, the tight end difference, and the flex difference. And I gave Brennan the edge at wide receiver, but it's nothing impressive over there. So it's Josh Allen and nothing else for Brendan. So going with Eric. I think we covered it all. I think that is it. That is it. Looking over my agenda. Hope you enjoyed the content this week. Kept it under 20 minutes for this segment. That's pretty good. Enjoy your weekend, boys. Good luck in all your bets. Go Tigers. Go Irish. Playing in the fake Death Valley. Should be a fun weekend. Lions bye week. Very stressless Sunday, except for fantasy. But good luck. Talk to you boys on the other side.
explosive, explosive, explosive.